Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 21, GOP, Believe What We Say, Ignore What We Do. I hope if you were planning on going on vacation to one of the Disney theme parks that you've already done it this year, because if you haven't, you are going to be shocked when you find out that they have just increased prices by almost 10%. So before, I guess it was October 11th, if a family of four, that would be, for instance, a mom and dad or two adults, two dads, two moms, whatever, and two kids, ages three to nine, uh, were to go to a Disneyland resort, um, let's say uh, if you go around Christmas time, and you hop between the two parks and you use the Genie Plus service. Uh, earlier this year, it would have cost almost $988 for just that one day. Okay, and keep in mind, this does not include food or souvenirs or anything like this. This is just the basic package. $988 for one day for a family of four. Today, that same day would cost you $1,086. So, anyway, if you were planning on going to Disney, I hope you have already gone. If not, I think you're going to be in for a little bit of a shock. I'm going to try to keep this podcast short. The one I did yesterday was uh, pretty long, and uh, I'm trying to get caught up. There's an awful lot of things that uh, I'd like to talk about. One of the things I noticed yesterday was that uh, Speaker of the House wannabe Republican Kevin McCarthy announced that if the Republicans gain control of the House of Representatives, that means, of course, they're going to control the pocketbook. They're going to control the money, okay? Well, you know, he's not all that sure that they're going to want to support the financial efforts to help Ukraine defend itself from their Russian invaders, I wish I could say that I was shocked at hearing that, but I'm not. Russia has committed war crimes. They have bombed residential apartment buildings in the middle of the night when they know people are going to be in there sleeping. They have attacked nuclear facilities. They have bombed uh, power stations so that uh, going into winter... 30% of the facilities that generate power in Ukraine are now down due to Russian bombing. They've bombed schools. They have bombed hospitals. 
they have committed war crimes. And the Republicans here in the United States are just going to stand by and allow that to happen? Really? I think that that is absolutely shameful. Absolutely shameful. And further, they said that uh, if they get control of the House of Representatives, they might just uh, refuse to raise the debt ceiling or pass any of the uh, legislation that's required for budgeting. That way, they can force the Democrats to do the things that they want the Democrats to do, which is, uh, oh, well, how about slashing Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid? This is a threat. And what they don't seem to care about is the fact that if the United States defaults on its debt, it's going to affect all of us. This is not a party that is operating in the best interests of the people of the United States of America, and they are not acting as they have taken an oath to protect the Constitution. They're not doing that. I really do not understand how anyone could possibly vote for a Republican right now. Unless you're one of the 700-some-odd billionaires who are American citizens or a family member who wants to inherit some of that, I guess I can understand why you would vote for the Republicans because they have done nothing but cater to your needs for the last 40-plus years, ever since Ronald Reagan. And out of those 700 or so billionaires here in the United States, maybe a handful of them actually are Democrats and support the Democratic Party, but by and large, the vast majority of them support the Republican Party, including a guy by the name of Peter Thiel. If you haven't heard of him, you might want to look him up because he has put in, I think, $1.6 billion to get Republicans elected in November of this year. So a lot of those advertisements that you're seeing on television, and you're seeing them because they are definitely out there, a lot of those are being paid for by this man, Peter Thiel. And if you think that he has your best interest at heart, you are completely wrong. He's only looking out for himself and his fellow billionaires. Some people may wonder why billionaires buying advertising to promote causes or politicians is a problem. Well, it's a problem because a lot of people see these ads on television and take them at face value because 
Isn't there supposed to be something about truth in advertising? I'm not sure that that exists anymore, but some people will take these ads at face value without bothering to check to see if there's any truth to them at all. And in some cases, they are extremely misleading, if not outright lies. I think it's a problem to say that money is free speech. But the U.S. Supreme Court has already decided that that is indeed a fact. I think that money stifles free speech because whoever has the most money is the person or the entity that gets all of the attention. And the people that do not have the money, the people that have the right to free speech, don't get heard. So actually their right to free speech is being taken away from them by this decision of the Supreme Court. It's not fair, and it's not right, and it seems to me like it should be a violation of the Equal Protection Clause. Billionaires have done very well, as have the wealthy, in the last uh, few decades. It is estimated back in 1960 the number of billionaires in the United States was somewhere between 4 and 11. There were between 4 and 11 billionaires living in the United States of America in 1960. By, uh, I believe it was uh, 1987, Forbes uh, list of the 400 wealthiest Americans included 49 billionaires. So between 1960 and 1987, which would be, what, 27 years? We increased the number of billionaires in the United States from, let's say, 11 to 49. So not a huge increase, but almost three decades. Now, Forbes estimates that there are 735 billionaires in America right now. Another count, according to the New York Times, says there could be as many as 927. So the billionaires are growing, but, uh, you know, it's got to be pretty hard to get up there in that uh, class, right? But how are other sectors of the American population favoring with this? How are they making out? Well, the lower middle class, that's roughly 32,500 to 54,500, in 1981 made up 20% of the American population. 1981, of course, is the year that Ronald Reagan came into office and introduced Reaganomics. The middle class, which is 54000 to about $108,500 in 1981, represented 50% of the American population, or I guess it would be, uh, well, 
I was looking to see if this was households, but it says population. So the lower middle class and the middle class in 1981 made up 70% of the American population. Incomes of 32500 to 108500 Since 1981 and the introduction of Reaganomics and the multiple tax cuts for millionaires and the wealthy and the billionaires that the Republicans have pushed through time after time after time after time after time, promising Americans that this would be good for everyone because they're the job creators and it's going to trickle down. You remember that? Trickle down economics. Well, by 2002, the lower middle class had dropped from 20% of the population to 17%, and the middle class had gone from 50% in 1981 to 39% in 2002. And it continues to get worse. In uh, 2016, the lower middle class uh, represented just 16% of the American people, and the middle class represented 36% of the American population. So the lower and middle class has continued to drop since 1981. Prior to 1981, it was increasing generally. The upper middle class in 1981, that is $108,500 to $380,500. In 1981, uh, was 18%. In 2016, they represent 33%. The wealthy, the rich, $380,500 and up in 1981 represented 0% of the American population, and in 2016 represented 2%. And those numbers, that trend has continued since 2016. These figures come from the Washington Post. So the billionaires are doing very, very well, and the middle class is shrinking. So it would seem that the share of the wealth is not being evenly distributed among the population. Those at the top have continued to increase and do very, very well. They've increased their wealth, and the middle class and the lower middle class has suffered. And one needs to look absolutely no further than today's Republican Party or the party that was once known as the Republican Party, to borrow a term from the late artist Prince. So why is that? Why is the Republican Party able to do this? Well... I think part of it is because they have their own built-in media machine that instead of telling people what's really going on, they distribute propaganda. They tell people what they want the people to hear. And a lot of the people watching this stuff or listening to the programs and the podcasts that are 
right-wing propaganda believe it at face value. They don't bother to check for themselves. They believe it all. During the four years that President number 45, who was a Republican, was in office, we kept hearing about infrastructure. Infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. They were going to do all this stuff. Never got done. It never got done. But they did push through a big old tax cut, $2 trillion, that disproportionately benefited those at the very top of the asset cycle circle in the in the country and everybody else got a temporary tax cut which is ended now and they're seeing their taxes go up gradually between uh, now and the next few years and you know you kind of have to wonder why would someone who is recognized as one of the leaders of the Republican party why would they feel comfortable just a couple of weeks before an election coming out and saying, yeah, we, we want to cut Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, and if the Democrats try to block us, we're going to be controlling the purse strings at that point, and we're just going to hold off on anything that has to do with uh, paying the debt, uh, passing budgets, uh, we're going to hold on to the money and we're going to crash the economy and make the government default on its debt, which is going to hurt everybody in the country. And we're going to force the Democrats to go along and enough of them to vote for this. These people are not working for you. If you're an ordinary American, if you're middle class, lower middle class, they are not working for you. And if you're the working poor, definitely not working for you. So I went back and took a look at some of the votes in the U.S. House of Representatives on the part of the Republicans in the House of Representatives. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty shocking and if you consider that they've come out with this commitment to America, their votes do not go along with what they are saying at all. So let's look at a few things. Let's talk about lowering out-of-pocket costs for Americans and creating jobs, okay? 100% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against a bill that could have lowered the price of gasoline this year. 100% voted against it. Do you remember the child tax credits where everybody got, you know, what was it, $300 a month per child? And that action alone lifted about half of the children in the United States of America out of poverty. The kids that are in poverty, half of them were lifted out of poverty because of this one thing. Well, there was a bill that would have um, extended this child tax credit. 100% of the Republicans voted against it. So if you are thinking about voting for a Republican in November and you enjoyed 
the money that you were getting for a short time, if it helped you uh, pay the bills and take care of your kids, and you miss that money, you can thank the Republicans for not extending that. The Republicans took it away from you. Are you really going to reward that with your vote? Whose best interest do you have in mind? Your kids? Or a political party that doesn't care about you and your kids, obviously, by their very actions? COVID relief checks. Remember the COVID relief checks that went out to households during uh, the shutdown during the pandemic? 100% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against that. 96% of the Republicans voted against workforce training and job opportunities to help retrain people to get jobs. And this was uh, during a time when employers were complaining about not being able to get employees. Gosh, you would think that getting training so that you'd be qualified for a position that would improve your life might be a good thing, might be a good investment for America too, huh? Uh, 96% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against funding relief for restaurants and small businesses. Restaurants and small businesses hurt terribly during the pandemic. But the Republicans... Aren't they supposed to be for business? I keep hearing them talk about business, 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 small business. Well, they didn't vote to help small business. Uh, how about uh, our safety? They're crying, they're, they're crying about crime. Oh, crime in the United States is going through the roof right now. 99% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against a bill that would have banned assault weapons on our streets. Why in the hell does anybody need an assault weapon in the United States of America? If you want to fight a war, go to Ukraine. Help them out. We don't need people walking around the streets of the United States with assault weapons. 99% of the Republicans voted against mental health services in schools. Yeah, Kids in schools don't need mental health care, right? They can sit there and watch the classroom door hoping that somebody doesn't come through at any second and start shooting them dead because that's happened. Talk about having nightmares at night. 96% of the Republicans voted against background checks to get a gun. Why in the world would any sane person hand out a gun to somebody without a background check? And they wonder why crime's high? They sure aren't looking in the mirror because they're responsible for a lot of it. They're blaming the Democrats, but the Democrats are trying to pass bills that would at least curb some of this stuff and help Americans. The Republicans are not voting to help you. 96% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against specific gun laws to further protect our kids. So they can say all they want to about crime, 
They don't care about the kids. They don't care about kids in school getting mass murdered. It's not an it's not a rare event in America anymore, unfortunately, people. You're going to vote for people that are going to allow your kids to go to school and not have the protections in place to really guarantee their safety. And let me tell you, putting more guns in school, putting guns in the hands of school teachers, no. No, more guns is not the answer. The United States of America has more gun violence than any other country, and we have more guns in this country than we do people. Do you see the correlation? I do. 86% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against a bill that would have helped to stop domestic violence. Why would they do that? Is domestic violence a good thing? Apparently to the Republicans in the House, it's a good thing because 90 or 86% of them voted against a bill that would have put a stop to it. I call that voting against your best interests, huh? How about your health? And how about our environment? We all know what Hurricane Ian just did down in Florida and to some of the states along the eastern seaboard. 100% of the Republicans voted against fighting climate change. They don't care. You would think that they don't understand that human life requires clean air and potable water, water to survive. But they're not doing anything to protect it. Wonder what they think that people are going to do when we're out of clean water and clean air. How are we going to clean it up when it's all polluted? 100% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against a bill that would have lowered health care costs. 94% voted against a bill that would have lowered the cost of insulin. 93% voted against an emergency baby formula bill. Remember when we were out of baby formula? 93% voted against that emergency bill. And 84% of the Republicans voted against veteran cancer care. They're really good about sending troops off to war. They're really good about funding the military. But you know what? A lot of that money goes to our defense contractors, their cronies, their peers. They got to keep that money flowing into the military budget. But when it comes to helping our veterans who have gotten sick because they've gotten exposed to something in another country or even on one of our military bases, Camp Lejeune and the water situation, uh, 84% of them voted against taking care of our veterans. If you're a veteran or have a veteran in your family, why are you voting for Republicans? They don't want to take care of the troops. Just a fact, people. What are you doing? How about personal freedom? That's, that's one of the promises, one of the focuses of the Republicans' commitment to America. 
Well, 100% of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against saving Roe versus Wade. I think that that's a pretty intrusive act when you step into a family and say, you know what, you have to have a baby. And if you don't, and if you do anything that we don't like, if you, you try to travel out of state to have an abortion, we're going to arrest you. Have you seen the ads on TV yet, the, the depictions of police coming to doors at night, ringing doorbells, knocking on doors, and arresting the mother in front of her kids and her husband because she had an abortion? You think, oh, well, that's not going to happen. You know what, folks? <laughs> A lot of this stuff is already happening today. Doctors are telling women, you've got to go home and bleed until you are on the verge of dying. And then you can come back in and we can give you emergency life-saving surgery. Hopefully, you can get to the hospital in time. But because of the abortion laws in this state, we can't help you right now. You just need to just keep bleeding. Really? That is pro-life? That seems seriously screwed up to me. Forcing a 10-year-old to have a baby after she was raped? That is cruel. That is barbaric. And, but that's today's Republican Party. And they are passing laws trying to make it a criminal offense if a woman gets an abortion, even if it's to save her life in some states. They're making no exceptions. No exceptions at all. And there are medical uh, conditions where the recommended uh, treatment is an abortion. So I guess the Republicans expect women to carry a dead embryo in their womb for eight months until their body rejects it, and hopefully it won't rot and cause the woman to die at the same time. Folks, you vote for Republican, this is what you're supporting. Family members, neighbors, friends, it's going to affect a lot of people, and it will get worse as time goes on. Ninety-eight percent of the Republicans voted against the right to travel for personal health care. They don't want their citizens who live in their state, if they've, if they've outlawed abortion, even if you've been raped, even if you have a miscarriage and the uh, fetus is just partially ejected, you know, that can cause a lot of problems for a woman uh, when that happens. You can't leave and go to another state where it's legal to get an abortion without being criminally liable. There was a bill that was going to uh, protect the right to travel to another state for personal health care. They voted against it. How controlling does a party need to be before people say enough? Big Brother? Big Brother is the Republican Party today when it comes to women's health care. They don't do anything about the men, the, the daddies, the men who father these babies, 
get off completely without any um, responsibility at all. No responsibility. None. Is that equal and fair treatment? I don't think so. There was a bill that would have protected access to birth control because that is uh, apparently on the Supreme Court's list of things to get rid of. They don't want people to have access to contraceptives. Wow, that's kind of invasive, huh? Inviting the Republican Party right into your bedroom. Can you imagine waking up in the middle of having sex and you see Ted Cruz sitting there? <laughs> it's pretty scary. 96% of the Republicans voted against a bill that would have protected access to health care or to birth control. 77% voted against uh, marrying whom you choose. They don't want same-sex people to marry each other. I don't know why it matters, but uh, they don't. Anyway, so you don't really have um, a lot of uh, choice. They, they want to control you. This is all very controlling. But they're telling you that they want to protect your personal freedom. They're doing this stuff right here. These things would all protect your personal freedom, and they're voting against it, people. They are lying to you. They are, <laughs> they are pulling the wool over your eyes just like they have been since Reagan took office. Um, how about protecting our democracy? You know, patriotism and freedom, freedom, freedom. We keep hearing that word, freedom. Pursuit of happiness, liberty. 100% of the Republicans sitting in the House of Representatives voted against restoring the Voting Rights Act of 1965. The ability to vote for your elected officials, people who are making decisions on your behalf, is a critical component of democracy. And our Supreme Court has been chopping away at the Voting Rights Act for several years now. And the Democrats wrote a bill that would have protected the voting rights of all American citizens. But the Republicans, 100% of them, voted against it. There was a Voting Rights Act of 2021. 100% of the Republicans in the House voted against it. This would have protected people's access to the right to vote. And they're doing it because they are pretending that there is an issue with voter fraud in this country. Voter fraud in this country is virtually non-existent. And where it does exist, it is in such small numbers that it would not make a difference in the outcome of the election. And I will add, a lot of the voter fraud that happened in 2020 were Republicans. So, there you go. 99% voted against a bill that would have fought domestic terrorism. 
because what happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was just a normal day. Normal day. We don't need to investigate it. We're going to ignore the fact that uh, all these law enforcement officers, you know, Blue Lives Matter, law enforcement that got beat up, died, suffered traumatic injuries. Yeah, no big deal. We don't need to worry about that. 96% voted against protecting the electoral count. Folks, let me tell you something. Right now, in the news, I constantly hear people complaining about the price of gas and they're complaining about inflation and how expensive everything is at the grocery store. Well, let me tell you something. None of that is going to matter a bit if you do not vote this November, just in a couple of weeks, to protect democracy. Because the Republican Party is going fascist. You know, there's a, I'm not going to name it, but everybody will know. There is an organization of Republicans that meets every year. Big, big organization. And they held a meeting in Hungary this year. Hungary. Tucker Carlson had shows filmed in Hungary this year. We had members of Congress, Republicans, members of Congress, celebrate the 4th of July a couple of years ago in Russia. What is all that about? Is that American? Is that patriotic? Folks, they're showing you their dirty laundry. You just need to pay attention to what they're doing and what they're saying. Sixty-nine percent of the Republicans in the House of Representatives voted against upholding the 2020 election. They bought into the lies of one man, one man, who, because his ego is so out of control, couldn't deal with the fact that he lost an election. couldn't handle the fact that he'd made all these promises to the American people while he was running for office, and he didn't keep most of them. And he flaunted every law, every protocol that he came across that he didn't like. And he has somehow been able to convince people that he is in the right, he's correct, and everybody else is just picking on him. Poor little man. He's done nothing his whole life except try to help people and do the right thing. And for some reason, people are jealous of him and they are trying to beat him down. They're on a witch hunt. They're going after him. Well... If that many people and entities are going after you, you must have done something wrong at some point, huh? I mean, not everybody's going to be jealous because you're so incredibly handsome. Not every woman is going to be 
willing to give up her personal health care decisions because you're so virile. Come on, people, wake up. The Republican Party depends on fear to get your vote. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be afraid that gay people are going to take over the country. They want you to be afraid that black people or brown people or Asian people are going to come in here and they're going to make the white people who are mostly Republicans, I should say the Republicans who are mostly white, subservient to everybody else. They're afraid of that. They don't seem to understand that diversity can be a very good thing. It is a good thing and that we can all get along. But in order to do that, you have to put your racism and your bigotry and your hatred away. You've got to get rid of them because it's not good for anyone. But they don't want you to respond to the, to the, to the fear with fear because fear isn't, well, manly. They're mostly worried about the white men. You know, they don't care so much about women, obviously. So instead of expressing fear, they want you to be angry because angry is masculine. Angry is manly. You got to be angry. Those liberals trying to take everything away from you. Well, it's not the liberals that are doing it. It's the billionaires who are mostly Republicans who have bought the Republican Party. If you're in the middle class or the lower middle class and you're not doing really, really well, could it be because of some policies that the Republicans have pushed through Oh, since 1981 or so? Might want to do some investigative research on that, folks, because you will see that time and time again, the Republicans have favored business over the American people and the wealthy over everyone else. And you're going to continue to vote for them and you're going to wonder why things don't get better and you're going to stay angry? Well, all of that anger and all of that fear is going to mean nothing if you let the Republicans do what they want to do. And they're showing you and telling you right now what they want to do. They don't have a plan for America. They have plans to take over America is what they want to do. And they want to distract and divert your attention. They want you to be afraid of the immigrants the Republicans haven't come to the table to try to work with the Democrats to work on an immigration policy that will work for everyone. They won't do it. Their solution is to build a wall. And it didn't get built. And the parts of the wall that did get built need to be repaired already. 
And they didn't care about the freedom of the landowners down in Texas where the wall was just going to cut right through the middle of their property. They were going to sacrifice some of their acreage because of this wall. They didn't care. Too bad. Folks, you need to vote this year. And if they got an R after their name, you got to say no thank you. There's only one party right now that is trying to fight for democracy and true freedom. And you just only need to look at what's really happening to see what's going on. Turn off Fox News. Turn off all of the hate jocks on the radio and do some research on your own and look at what's really going on. Look at the bills that have gone through uh, Congress in the last two years or so since Trump left. Go in and actually read the bill and see what the Democrats were trying to do. Yeah, there may be some things in there that you don't agree with, but look at the stuff that would have been helpful to you personally, you and your family and your kids. And then look at who voted for it and look at who voted against it. And if you're voting for people that are voting against your best interests, stop voting for them. Throw them out. And put some people in there that will do some things to help you. You may have to put up with some stuff that you don't like. But nothing's perfect and there's going to be a trade-off for everything. This year, you need to vote as if your life depended on it because it truly does. This is very likely, this midterm election is very likely the most important election of our lifetimes. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Mm-hmm.